Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. Reflections from the Heart is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a family ministry of Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join us as we break open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for this Sunday's Mass, as we invite the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers to inspire us today. And now, here is your host with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome everyone to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. Today I'm joined by Rob Longo, Tom DeAngelis. Welcome one and all. Thank Thanks, you, David. David. Good to be here. Awesome, awesome, awesome. What a glorious day. If everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles, we're going to turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. But before we break open the bread of life to see how the Lord wants to speak to us today, Rob, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit into our hearts so that we can see what we're to see, hear what we're to hear, and then respond with a heart of love? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the gift of your love. Thank you for the gift of this moment, the gift of the gospel. Thank you for the examples of Martha and Mary that you've given us. Please help us to to be all in, whether we're praying or working. Help us to be all in for you. Lord, we just ask you to, to bless each and every one of us here in the studio, each and every person listening, our families. Our friends, help us to be who you are calling us to be, your sons and daughters, the husbands and wives, the fathers and mothers, the grandmothers, grandfathers that uh, that we're called to be. Thank you, Lord. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Father, Father, Son, Son Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. 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 And Tom, do you mind giving us a little gospel love today? Sure. Again, it's Luke's Gospel, chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet, listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, you Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Tom, when you were reading, it reminded uh, me of me. I wake up in the morning, I welcome the Lord, and then I go about my busy day and let the Lord back in the bedroom because it's like I've got my agenda. I got to do all these things. You know, I'm worried this might not happen if I don't do it. I'm worried that might not happen if I won't do it. I'm anxious about this. I'm anxious about that. What did I do wrong? I'm doing all these things. Well, the Lord tells us right here. There is need of only one thing, to sit at the feet of the Lord, to receive from the Lord His grace, His mercy, His compassion, His love, first thing in the morning, and then ask the question, what would you like me to do today, Lord? And then go with the Lord in everything He directs you throughout your entire day. I mean, it doesn't say there's a need for two things. It says only one. What is that? Taking time to sit. I love to call that a a submissive surrender to the Lord because Mary sits at the feet of the Lord, which is an act of submission, which submission, two words, means sub, under the mission, mission of Christ. So that surrender 
and that peaceful submission, Lord, what would you like me to do today? Lord, where would you like me to go today? And Lord, do you want me to serve the meal today? Let's do it together. Whereas Martha says, I, I, I have to serve. I have to. And, and she, she wasn't too happy about it. So she was more concerned about what, what Mary was not doing than what she was doing. Like she had the opportunity to, to prepare and serve a meal to Jesus, right? So if we believe that, that God is in everyone, right? That when, like Mother Teresa says, you know, we, we, you know, she was serving Jesus in the poorest of the poor, when we have the chance to serve anybody, regardless of where they are, regardless of how much money they might or might not have, regardless of anything, if we truly believe that, then that's a gift that we get to to prepare a meal, to serve a meal. So, you know, the, the one thing I, I think about when, when Jesus says there is need of only one thing, if if Martha, if Martha chose to offer up her work as a prayer, mm-hmm. Then she would have chosen the one thing, right? Right. So yeah. it's not, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't know if I'm off on this, but I'm, I'm thinking that the Lord is saying, you know, just choose to, to turn everything into prayer. Whether you're working, it's a prayer. If you have the opportunity to sit at my feet, like be all in in whatever you're doing. Like, like sometimes when I go to adoration, I'll, I'll bring books, and, and then I got a, uh, I got a, uh, an email quote from someone that said, don't turn your time of adoration or don't turn your, your time of meditation into study hall, yeah. you know, where it's like you're breaking away. You have an opportunity to break away in prayer, yeah. whether it's in the silence of your home or in an adoration chapel. And how many times have I turned it into study hall where yeah. you know, I'm reading through stuff, even if it's spiritual, but it, it's still, mm-hmm. it's not allowing the Lord to, right. to, to speak to my heart. Yeah. And you touched on something and David, you, you touched on it too. I had read um, probably a month, two ago, um, an article, and I think it was in CatholicSpiritualDirection.com or something, <clears throat> by a priest that said, and he contrasted these these two uh, statements here that Jesus makes. Martha, Martha, you're anxious and worried about many things. There's need for only one thing. And he said, it wasn't what Martha was doing. It was that she was anxious and upset about it. And then, of course, what happens after that is we start blaming other people, and we, and we don't even go to the person who is the cause of the problem. We go to somebody, she goes to the Lord and starts giving him a hard time about, you know, like, so he said, basically the, the gist of the article was, if Martha would have done what she did for the same reason that Mary did what she did was to serve the Lord, to be at his feet, to, to bring him refreshment, to bring him food, she would have been the one thing, which is what you said, Rob, and you, you touched on that, David. It's not that we can't f- follow our agenda during the day, but it's what are we bringing from our prayer into that agenda that allows us to do that for the Lord and makes it a spiritual sacrifice. All the material things that we do all day can be done as gifts of love for the Lord and those other people, the, the Lord and those other people. So it isn't so much that Martha should have put everything down and sat at Jesus's feet, it's she should have done the thing she did as the one thing to serve the Lord, because that's really what she was doing, you know? Yeah. And the warning flags are there. Anxious and worried mm-hmm. means that you're out of relationship with the Lord. And mm-hmm. so then Mary's, I'm sorry, Martha's words show why she's out of relationship with the Lord. Look at what I have to do by myself. Mm-hmm. Notice the Lord's not with her. She says, I'm all alone doing this. 
So that's called the sin of self-sufficiency. I have to do it. It's my work. No, 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 no. The Lord wants to be with us 24-7. So boom, sin of self-sufficiency, myself. And the other second piece is, let me tell you what, I'm going to tell the Lord what he needs to do. I'm not going to ask a question. I'm going to say, hey, Lord, tell her to help me. You know, fix that person. Stop that man from tweeting. Stop this from happening. Stop. Excuse me. Who are you? That's another sin. That's you telling God what he should do rather than that submissive surrender. Lord, what would you like me to do? You know, so for me, and then it's it's that complaining spirit, eyes of judgment, eyes of, of condemnation, you know, tell her to help me. You know, she, she's looking at, at, at uh, Mary with eyes of judgment and eyes of condemnation because she's not doing what she should be doing. So you're playing the role of God. You're, you have self-sufficiency. He's not even invited along in the serving, which would give you life and love and joy. And, and then you have these eyes of judgment and condemnation. And what comes from that? The bitter fruit of sin, anxiety, worried, because those are signs of lack of faith and trust. Those are signs that we are not in right relationship with the Lord. Powerful. Mm. And she even tries to lay a little guilt trip on him too here, like, Lord, do you not care? Like, don't, didn't you even notice that this was going on, you know? Yeah, I, I just circled that time. I just yeah. wrote accusation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Who's the accuser? I, yeah, yeah. Right? So, so uh, wow, there's a lot. There's a lot in there. I think of my grandmom, God rest her soul, Martha, I love. Uh, she, she and I had a great relationship. And uh, I think of her sister, my aunt, uh, Lucy, as Mary. So Martha, my grandmom, loved to work. And... She, especially housework, so she would just be like, you can eat off of any floor in her house. I mean, just spotless. And then her and her sister lived on the same street, you know, a few houses apart from each other, you know, on the opposite side of the street. And my grandmom would see Lucy walking down the street when she's trying to clean. And then she, she would just like stick her head out the window, Lou, she called her Lou, Lou, no. Don't come here, because Lou, Lucy would want to just get a cup of coffee and sit and talk, and, <laughs> and 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 Nan, we called her Nan, Martha, would just be like on a tear trying to get things done. So here, you know, I, I thought that that was my grandma, and I knew she had a relationship with the Lord, but it really came uh, even clearer after she died. When I was going through her stuff, she didn't have a lot of material things, but what she had was just her her prayer possessions, and I, I still have it to this day. Her prayer book. And it, there isn't one page that's still attached to the binding. There's, it's, there, all the pages were out. It's, it was rubber band notes and you know, names. And yeah. So although she was always accused of being Martha, yeah. even though that was her name, but, but they were referring to the Martha in the gospel, like always work, 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 work. She was a woman of prayer. I mean, you can't just, that doesn't happen if you buy a prayer book right. and it sits on the shelf. <laughs> right. I mean, it was well prayed and, uh, and a lot of prayers for me. and and my brother and my sister and, and the whole family. It's awesome. Yeah, I wrote down, I wrote down as it was, as you were sharing, Rob, I saw the word listening. We first have to listen to the Lord. In order to listen to the Lord, we need to disconnect from the distractions of the world, the television, the newspaper, the noise. Disconnect. Go to that still quiet place where you and the Lord can truly have that communion, that common union. And then the first thing you need to do is listen. Listen with the spiritual ears to what the Lord wants to share with you. And then hear what he wants to share with you in your heart. 
And finally, third, then live out what you heard in your heart through the works of love that God has prepared you for. That's, that's us. That's who we are, is be human beings, be in the presence of God. Listen to him. Not only listen, but then hear him in our hearts. And then live out what we hear in our actions, which are works of love. The book of James says, faith without works is dead. We can give a whole lot of lip service. Hey, Lord, I welcome you this morning. Good morning. Good to see you. Thank you for everything. Great day. See you later. I'm off and running. Or we can say, Lord, let me take some time with you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Guide me with your counsel. Give me the eyes to see, the ears to hear. What would you like me to do this day? And then when he gives you those promptings, say, Lord, come along with me. Go fishing today with me. Go in this board of directors meeting with me. Go into the grocery store with me. Give me the eyes to see. I drove through Lancaster last, later earlier this week, and I saw a man on a street corner dressed as a woman. And I saw that man dressed as a woman with eyes of mercy, with eyes of compassion. And I said, Lord, I don't know his name, but you do. And I'm asking for a special grace for this man to be poured out, that he may come into relationship with you, come to know you, to love you, and to serve you. And every time I have that image or that thought, I stop, I drop, and I pray for that man. But how many times in the past did I drive by that similar man and look with eyes of condemnation, eyes of judgment? I thank the Lord for the work he's done in me. I'm not where I need to be today yet, but I'm still in those refining fires of his love so that I can see with eyes of mercy, see with eyes of compassion. When we complain like Martha did, we're sitting at the enemy's camp. We, we hear the voice of the accuser. Who accuses the Lord? Don't you care? <laughs> you know, and all of a sudden, self-sufficiency slips in. Spiritual pride. I had to do this by myself. Really? Was it you that did it? Or was it the Lord Jesus Christ who chose and wanted to use you to do it in you, with you, and through you? See the difference? So we have self-sufficiency. We have judge, judgmentalism. We have condemnation. We have accusing. And then we have, my goodness, we're God. We're, we're telling God what to do. You tell her to help me. Oh, my goodness. Every one of those... That's been me. And I thank the Lord for the work he's done in me. Keep completing. The scripture tells us he will complete the work he's begun in you. Oh, Lord, keep me in the fire and refine me so that I may purely love as you love, so that I may purely see and hear as you see and hear, and that I may truly be that instrument in the salvation of souls every day of my life. Uh, if. If someone asked, and I'm, I'm asking, so not if someone asked, so I am asking you guys, uh, do you find it easier to be Martha or Mary? I personally find it easier to be Mary, but um, but I recognize, and, and I, I do pray similar to what you do, David, on the way out of you know my evening prayers or my morning prayers at church or uh, Eucharistic adoration is, Lord, come with me as I go out the door, because so many times I'll walk out and... The next thing I know, I'm I've just completely forgotten all the beauty that was in there and all the intentionality that I had to want to serve the Lord when I come out, and it's just it's all gone. And for me, if the intention's not there in the doing, 
then it's not, as you were saying, David, we're, we're trying to see with the eyes of God. So that means that we would have the heart of God in, in the way that we see things. And, and uh, that's been a prayer for several years now, and I guess it's because I continue to need it, but when I walk out the door, come with me. Whatever I need to do from this point on for the rest of the day or the rest of the evening, um, come, come with me, be with me. Because I feel a closeness to, to Christ when I'm in church, when I'm in front of the Blessed Sacrament, and I, and I feel that connection, but then when I walk out, I get distracted and I, and I forget about it. And I think that's probably the biggest, the biggest challenge that, that I have, so I don't know if that... Yeah, that yeah. Thank you. For me, it's a combination of both. It's a daily choice. The days that I truly, truly, which are probably not as many as the days I truly don't, sit at the feet of the Lord have my cup of coffee out on the porch rather than turning on the news that which steals my my life and my joy in the morning. And I really to truly have that commune time with the Lord, not just going to Mass in the morning on daily Mass, but that quiet time with the Lord. The more I fill up with Him, the more I have that heart of gratitude, the more I finish my morning prayer in the morning, not 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 before I go to bed, the better my day is. The more I have no anxiety, no stress, no worry. But boy, I'll tell you, I can start my day and I can get distracted and be the Martha and run out zooming and wear myself out and be done by four o'clock. So for me, it's a daily journey and a Joey choice, but it's also hour by hour and moment by moment. And so there's a beautiful prayer. I'd love to read to everybody and pray with everybody. It's a prayer for a peaceful spirit, because I'm telling you, if you pray this daily and ask for the Lord's help, and he grants you this grace, which he will, it change your life. Then the prayer is this. Please, Lord, slow me down. Ease my pounding heart. Quiet my racing mind. Steady my hurried steps. Amidst the confusion of my days, grant me the calmness of your peace. Help me to know the truly restoring gift of sleep. Teach me the art of taking time off, to slow down, to see the beauty in your creation, to chat with a friend, to read a few lines from a good book. Remind me each day that there is more to life than increasing its speed. It is living each moment with you and for you. Let me look upwards into the branches of a towering oak and know that it grew great and strong because it grew slowly and well. Please, Lord, slow me down. Teach me to be gentle and humble of heart, fearing nothing of this world as you are my Lord. Grant me rest for my soul now and eternally with you. Amen. 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 We have, um, through stewardship, we've sponsored um, gospel reflections and stewardship leadership meetings at our Catholic high schools and, and some of the grade schools in the diocese. And uh, I get a chance to go out and visit with them. And I would say not a few use this prayer, especially if they're, they have their meeting after school because it's so hectic during the day. And then they'll, they'll begin their, their reflection, their stewardship leadership reflection or their gospel reflection with this prayer. Prayer for a peaceful spirit. And it really does have that. It's just 
you know, t- as you're going through the prayer, it's, it does exactly what it says. It slows you down, you know, and they'll read it that way. And, and really, it may, I think it makes for a great, you know, reflective time for them. And it's that's, like I said, I'll bet you it's probably a half dozen that use that after school at the end of the day, after a busy, hectic, you know, kind of thing to... And I was just thinking about the, just the, the hectic, you know, the hectic pace of a, of a school day, mm-hmm. you know, where you have your, your classes and three or four minutes in between. And you know, it's just, it's right. It's go, 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 do, do, do. So um, as you're sharing that, I'm thinking, wow, you know, there's, there's no time in eternity, right? Everything is now. Right. So even in, even in a fast paced day where our clock says you only have three to four minutes in between, you know, it, God is now, God is not bound by that, that timetable, nor or the, or, nor is how we make someone feel, even if it's like 30 seconds we're with them, right? So I don't think we should bind ourselves by, or be bound by time saying, well, I need to have an hour to chat with a friend. Mm-hmm. Now, the other, like, just the other day, we, we talked about it in our Saturday morning uh, gospel reflection at our parish about when the Holy Spirit prompts you to call somebody and you don't. Like he prompted me to call this guy, George who hadn't been to our gospel reflection group in a while. And I didn't follow mm-hmm. through with the prompting and he shows up and it's like, ah, oh, George, I was thinking of you. It's like, well, it's great. Now you're telling me, but I, I could have <laughs> used the phone call, yeah. you know, just to say that. Four weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So we all challenged each other to do it. So I was on my way after that to a, uh, my daughter's softball game at a town that this guy lives in, this other guy. And I called him just with that. Hey, John, Heading to your town, you know, if you're around, bring the kids over to the, you know, to the game. You know, just one day, and I was thinking of you, and he's like, "Oh, Rob, thank you so much. That meant a lot." And it was like a two, three minute phone call. He was going somewhere else; he wasn't available. But and at the end, he's like, "Rob, thank you so much again." He's like, wanted to make sure that he said it again. That it really meant a lot that you called, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, as you were praying this prayer, David and Tom, as you shared, you know, the experience of this prayer in the school, just that, that, just that meditation of. Let's not let's not be bound by time, mm-hmm. right? Because God can use moment, right? It's all now, right? God can use the now of our encounters to make a person feel as if, you know, you you just spent a lot of time or invest a lot of time in them. I don't know if I'm, I'm mm-hmm. articulating that properly, but uh, you know, well, and yeah. it's so important to follow the promptings. I mean, earlier this week, I was beating myself up a little because I. I miss 6.45 mass, I miss 7 o'clock mass, I miss 8 o'clock mass, I miss 9 o'clock mass. <laughs> My last vestige was down in Lancaster, which starts at 12.05, because a priest knows Catholics are always going to be late. So he starts five <laughs> minutes after, after noon, is what I think anyhow. And so I was like, oh, I can make that one. So I, I, I go down to make, make the, the, the mass, and yes, I was still late. And I go, <laughs> I go into church and, and, and get in, and as while I'm in there, I look over to my left, and there's my friend, a football player I used to play football with back in high school, who I hadn't seen in probably a year and a half. And I remember the story of that I tell all the time of how God used him after that mass down there to help me go to a doctor that I, I had heard about his name 16 times and didn't listen, to go to this doctor about a second opinion of my knee, which I was scheduled to have a knee replacement. And so I had a God moment with him, and he shared with me I needed to see this doctor. And so I begrudgingly said, okay, Lord, you must be trying to speak to me. And I went and saw this doctor, Long story short, knee had a miracle healing, never had a new knee put in. So I wanted to share this with him. So I shared this whole God story with him and how God used him and he, you know, his encouragement to go to this doctor is what put me over the edge to call the doctor. 
and he was like so grateful. And then we walked outside together and he, and then I shared a part about where, you know, God had actually used me in that doctor's life unbeknownst to me three years earlier to help set him free from something in regards to confession. And he's like, that's awesome. He said, well, what did you share with him? So we're walking down towards my car. He said, I'll walk with you. And we're walking down towards my car. He said, and I'm sharing this with him. And I shared about forgiving yourself. And he stopped in his tracks. He said, please help me. Please tell me. Please share with me. And so I did, and I could see the, the wetness forming up into his eyes. And he said, I really needed to hear this. Thank you, David, for sharing this with me. And thank you for that story of encouragement. And it, it helped change his life. It helped set him free. We all need help. Look for those divine appointments. Look for those God moments. Ask the Holy Spirit before you enter them to use you and speak through you what you're supposed to share and have the ears to hear what you're to hear. It's amazing. So there, that following of the promptings ended me up down in Lancaster hmm. to meet a man I hadn't seen in a year and a half who God used to help me at that moment, who then God, with the fingerprints are always exchange of gifts in God's, in God's, uh, God's world, I got to be a blessing to him, and I got to help set him free. So it's beautiful how God wants to use each of us every day, in the salvation of souls, praying for people, not complaining, looking for those opportunities, being an oracle of the Holy Spirit. It's awesome. And in the complaining, yeah, you've exhorted us many times, David, that when you, you complain, you're sitting at the campfire of the enemy, right? Yep. Um, and just this past week, it was about the Moses and the, and the, and the people of, of Israel complaining, complaining, <laughs> complaining, yeah. right? And look what happened as a result of their complaining. And uh, here Martha's complaining. And uh, yeah, it just it sucks the life out of you, you know, as the complainer, and it sucks the life out of everybody you're complaining to. So there's just there's nothing, there's nothing good that comes out of that that complaining. Yeah, yeah. Our, good. With our uh, earlier in the week with the gospel reflection, our priest uh, had mentioned that he thought Martha learned from this because later, if you remember in the gospel, she's the one that comes out when Lazarus, her brother. Is, is has passed away and says, Lord, I believe you, you know, even though you are late, I believe you can still raise him from the dead. So he, you know, and it's interesting. So many of us are complaining nowadays about politics. Stop it. I was this week had an event during the afternoon and i the man asked the question. And I knew it was a setup question. So what do you think of the current political condition of our country today? And I stopped and in my heart, I said, Holy spirit, help me. I said, you know what? They need our prayer. You know what? Our nation's divided. So let's stop and let's pray for them right here and right now. Look for the opportunities. God bless each and every one of you. Have a great day. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, please consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For more information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, and to learn about all of the family of ministries, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, 
is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. If you've enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a tax-deductible donation by visiting stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of all of us at Stewardship, a mission of faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.